0: So we'll look at Psalm 111, consider some points, and we might, depending on time, break up and pray again a time or two. Hey Tiff, do you have any water? Oh, let me just get a sweet real quick. Thanks. Did you girls find it? You're almost there. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, not one verse eleven. My, if there is a one verse eleven, not that. Psalm one hundred eleven. My bad. Can someone can someone read Psalm one eleven, nice and loud for us? You will, Naomi. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Praise you, the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all of them that have uh, pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. He hath shewed His people the work, power of His works, so that He may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of His hands are verity and judgment, and all of His commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He commanded his command forever. Holy and reverent is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that his commandments. His praise and forever. All right, thank you. So we'll hop right into it. And the first thing we see as we look at this psalm, uh, the very first words, in fact, are Praise ye the Lord. And the psalm does go on and talks a lot about the works of the Lord. And we are going to talk about some of those. But it starts out with giving praise to the Lord. Alright, so the, the very first thing that I want all of us to see and consider is a very simple but important principle. And that is to prioritize praise. Okay, we can see that just even in how the psalm is laid out. It starts with giving praise to the Lord. Okay, so this is a very practical thing that we can do to honor God in our day-to-day lives. Very practical thing we can do is just remember each day, man, I should probably prioritize giving praise to God today. You know, how often, and I do this all the time, but how often do you guys get up in the morning, you know, you crawl out of bed, if you're like me, your back hurts and you can't move very well for the first like six hours. But you crawl out of bed, you get your day going. Maybe you get some coffee if you drink that. And, and it's so easy to just start your day, start moving around without even thinking yet about the Lord. But, but we can, uh, if we choose to, we can choose uh, to start the day with giving praise to Him. You know, we can, we can do that even before we get out of bed in the morning, even before we get up and start moving around. We can start the day giving praise to God. Or another way this might play into your life is in prayer. So if you guys are praying, another thing that is really easy to do, and again, I know I do this, is to start praying and immediately start bringing your list to God. Right? We have all these things which, that we want to ask God for, uh, which is good. We should ask God for things. Uh, but how often do we come to God praying and begin that by just giving praise to him? You know, just thanking him for who he is, recognizing him for who he is. Have any of you guys heard that, uh, what's that thing called where there's letters that each one stands for something? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Acronym. (laughs) You guys heard that acronym? Uh, The ACTS, A-C-T-S, in regards to prayer. So the first one is adoration, right? So this is a thing that can help us remember how to pray. So it goes, I think, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and then all the way down at the bottom is supplication, which is like our requests that we make to God. But that's a, that's a good way to remember it is first we give him thanks, we recognize God for who he is, we praise him, and then we can bring our requests to him. Now, and you don't have to do that, uh, but why not give God praise first? All right, so prioritize praise. That's the first thing that we see. And it, it actually specifies in the verse, with my whole heart. It says, praise you the Lord with the whole heart. And so this reminds us of another uh, truth regarding praise to God, that it should be wholehearted, right? We should be giving wholehearted praise to the Lord. And there are a lot of things that uh, distract our minds and steal away the devotion of our heart, if we're being honest, right? There are a lot of things like that, that just capture our mind and, and maybe steal away our affection, but we can reset it and, and, and choose that I'm going to set my heart, my mind, my affection on the Lord and give wholehearted praise to him. So, uh, I would ask you guys to consider if you're doing that. You know, consider are you praising the Lord with your whole heart? Alright, then the end of verse 1. It says, In the assembly of the upright, and in the congregation. So in other words, uh, right here, right in the assembly of the upright in the congregation, that's when we are gathered together as saints. We are the congregation. The church is the congregation of the Lord. And so understand that you are, uh, of course, you're supposed to praise the Lord in your own quiet time and praise him throughout your day, each day, Uh, But we're also specifically told that when we gather together, when the church all comes together, that's something that we're commanded to do is to give praise to God all together as the church. You know, there's probably a reason why we start every service, you know, whether it's here or in the main service or on Tuesday nights. We always start doing what? Singing, giving praise to God. And that's right. That's what we're supposed to do when we get together. And so, another way that we can praise, just to, to make note of this, we definitely praise by singing. That's one way we do it. But we also can give praise to God when we're all together by just sharing and giving testimony, like Philip just did, about what God has done in our lives. Right. So that's something else that we need to remember as we gather is that we can tell other people here. You know, I can tell Joel about what God has been doing in my own life this week. We can share those things with each other. And that is also giving praise to God. Okay, so that that's verse one. We need to to remember that praise comes first. Right. Prioritize praise and give him praise with the whole heart. And then it goes into talking a lot about the works of the Lord. And I I thought it was really cool just looking at these different descriptions of God's works. And so verse 2 is the first description that we see. It says, The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. Okay, so the first thing we see about God's works are that they are great. God's works are great. And does anyone in here, does anyone in here know that personally? You know, that's like a real question. Do you guys know personally? Can you say yourself, man, the works that God does are great. Like I see him do great things in my life. Have you guys seen that? Have you seen God at work in your own life? Have you seen him at work in the life of other people around you? And maybe, I mean, it's it's possible that the answer to that is no, you know? Maybe you haven't seen God's work. Maybe you haven't experienced that in your own life. Well, I myself and others I know here in this room can testify. We can say that God's works are great. You know, if we've experienced God doing a work in our life, we know that it's great. And, And we say, participate, you know, Be a part of God doing a work. So Psalm uh, 92, verse 5, just a few verses that talk about God's works. Psalm 92, verse 5, it says, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. Uh, Psalm 40, and verse 5, it says, Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. That's a cool one. Many are the wonderful works that God has done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. And then Psalm 145, 3 and 4, it says, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. And that word acts in that verse is the same word that's translated works here in Psalm 111, right? So God's word works are great and wonderful. And he even says in that last verse, we can share them from one generation to another. So we have the opportunity to share God's works with our kids or with, uh, you know, other people in our life. We can share it from one generation to another and, and declare the awesome works that God does. And that, that's, a, that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty meaningful life to be living where you're seeing God at work and you're getting to praise Him for the work that He's doing and you're getting to tell other people about the work that He's doing. Don't you want to live a life like that? And I want to submit to you guys that if, if, if you pursue a fellowship with God, Meaning you, you just come to Him and talk to Him. You pray to Him. You open up His Word. You abide with Him. If you do that, then you will see God at work in your life. You know, if, you, if, you can, if you can just seek Him, you know, even though we're weak, if you can just seek Him, even just a little bit, you know, He'll begin to reveal Himself to you and you'll see Him at work. So I wanted to give a couple examples of God's great works. So I'm going to give one that's from the Bible and one from my personal life. So from the Bible, I mean, there's like a million different things we could talk about. Uh, But what came to my mind, because I studied this a little while back, is Moses, way back in the book of Exodus. I'll just kind of summarize this for sake of time. But Moses, back in Exodus 2, is where you could read this story. But this guy, Moses... He's born uh, in Egypt, okay, which is uh, a place where the children of Israel were held in bondage, and they suffered a lot while they were there in Egypt. But this guy Moses comes along, and what happens is he's born. uh, He gets to be three months old, and this king over Egypt at the time had made this decree that all these baby boys are going to die. Okay, so this three-month-old baby, uh, he's been sentenced to death by the king, and he's actually placed into a basket of, like, weeds, okay? And then once this baby, who's three months old, is placed in this basket, he's put into the literal Nile River, (laughs) which sounds like, okay, like, if we're thinking from our human reasoning, we're like, this kid's dead, right? I mean, you're putting a three-month-old baby into the Nile River in a little basket. But what happens um, is that he is rescued by that same king, the wicked king, who said they should all die. Moses is rescued by that king's daughter. And then it gets even better because that king's daughter takes Moses to his own mom who nurses him and gets paid to do it even. That's pretty sweet, (laughs) right? Right? So that's just crazy. I mean that's a ridiculous story, uh, but it it is because God did that work. I mean, it seemed totally impossible. We would all think that kid's dead, given all the circumstances, there's no way. but God did that miraculous work, and I, I think it's just kind of funny on top of it. He's like, "Oh yeah, and mom, you'll get paid to nurse your own child. like, okay, that's cool." All right, so God does great works in my own life. uh, This was something cool that happened recently. So I work at a doctor's office. And just recently we had Christmas, you know. And uh, my manager one day, um, maybe a few weeks back, right around Christmas time, I saw her in the hallway. I talked to her for just a minute. And she was like, oh, Nate, I have something for you. Come here real quick. I was like, oh, okay. So she grabbed a uh envelope out of her office and gave it to me and she was like hey one of the doctors here asked me to give this to you and they want to remain anonymous they said just give this to nate and i was like oh like that's cool okay so i was like you know it's probably a nice card or something like that so i get this envelope uh and i actually went in the bathroom to open it because i didn't want like my coworkers seeing because she was like don't let like all your coworkers see what this is okay So in the bathroom and opened it and I opened it up. There's this nice little note uh, written in there. And there's also a hundred dollars cash inside there. And I'm like blown away. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like one of these doctors just thought of me and my family and was like, Hey, here's a hundred dollars cash. And there's even more to it. Uh, We, Gave for Giving Tuesday. That happened a little while back and that was kind of hard. Like, we were not sure if we were going to be able to give at all. Tiff's grandma gave us a check that we weren't expecting. So we were like, well, let's give a good portion of this check. So we gave $50 of that check, uh, which even that felt like, man, Lord, this is kind of hard. We could use this for a lot of different things. But we did that and then. God reminded me of that when I get this $100. He's like, oh, yeah, here's double what you gave for Giving Tuesday. So, man, that was crazy. Like, that's a great work of the Lord. He does things like that. All right, so that's the first thing that we see about God's works is that they are great. And, again, there's so many examples that we could use, but there's just a couple. But I do want you to think, man, don't you want to see that in your own life? You know, don't you want to see God at work in your own life? See those great works. So the second thing uh, will come from verse 3. Okay, so let's look real quick again at verse 3. It says, His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. Okay, so we already saw His works are great. Now we see that God's work is honorable and glorious. So, what do you guys think about when you hear that word honorable? I'm just curious. Anything come to mind? When you hear that honorable? Because at first I was kind of like, man, like where is this going? Like honorable. I was kind of thinking about it. And what, what then came to my mind is a judge walking into a courtroom. You guys probably, you're kind of young. You probably haven't been in a courtroom have any of you guys... You have? Okay. Philip, do you ever have to go into court? Yeah. So, funny story, real quick, is I actually got to be a juror in a court case. So when you're older, they'll send you jury duty at some point, And everyone, all adults, are like, oh, dang it, I got jury duty. Are you kidding me, man? Oh. And I, I got it. First time I'd ever gotten the jury duty summons. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, we'll see what this is all about. So I go to the court uh, house and they do this whole process and at the end like they they take all the potential jurors into this room and the uh, attorneys and a judge are in there and they ask all these questions and you can tell a lot of people are just trying to get out of it they're like oh yeah like if it's like a mexican trial, they're like i hate mexicans you know they do stuff just to <laughs> They do stuff to get out of being in there. So I'm already thinking, like, I'm going to end up getting picked because I haven't said anything this whole time. All these people are making these ridiculous statements. So then at the end, they do pick people. And, of course, I got picked as one of the jurors on this case. So uh, I was kind of excited, though. I was like, man, I've never experienced this. Maybe it'll be something cool. You know, I I was hoping it's not just, like, some like legal issue or something that I didn't care anything about. So I actually got a criminal court case. I got to be a juror on like this dude in independence, just like went and attacked his baby's mama and like stabbed her in the chest with a knife. And then he like ran around the back of this apartment building after he stabbed the woman and the cops showed up and he started like stabbing himself in the oh, neck. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry guys. I... Yeah, sorry, it's a little graphic, okay? All right, Brock, you might need to edit that part out on the recording. That's what we talk about at the dinner table. So it's okay. Oh, yeah, I know you wouldn't care, but No, so it was, it was pretty it was pretty wild. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun being on the case. But that being said, what would happen whenever every time we would go into the courtroom All the jurors would sit down and then what would happen is the judge would walk out and they would be like all rise and we'd all stand up and they would say the honorable judge blah blah blah. Like every time they came in, yeah Judge Judy, Every every time the judge would come in they would refer to them as the honorable so and so. So that's what came to my mind and I was thinking, you know, why do they do that? Like why do they introduce a judge in that way? And I think it's because A judge is supposed to at least be honest, be impartial, be fair, uh, be full of integrity, right? We think a lot of these things should be true of a judge. And so even the greatest judge, you know, if you have a really, really great judge here on the earth, that's only a shadow of God, the judge who sits up in heaven. Okay, so he is the true honorable one. Right? God himself. And God's works are a reflection of his character. Now that's another thing that we can, we can see as we study in the word. That God, the things God does, it's a reflection of who he is. Alright? So God is honorable. What's up? So God is honorable, so his works reflect that. And that word honorable... Uh, it's also translated in our Bible as glorious as majesty, as beauty, as excellency okay so so God, the works that he does are all of these things. He does glorious things. what he does is majestic and beautiful and excellent. But then we think about maybe this world that we live in, maybe we think man i don't I don't really see that you know there's a lot of ugly detestable gross things that we see in our world all the time and and the thing is that's because we live in a fallen world and God allows people to make choices and so we see the effects of that but that ugly mess that we see in our world that's the result of us that's the result of people and our choices that that's not the work of God like God's works it says are honorable and glorious. Okay, just a couple other uh, verses to go along with this. Psalm 19 and verse 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Now, all of creation declares the glory of God. Like his creation is an honorable and glorious work that he's done. Psalm 145, 10 to 12, it says, All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of thy glory, the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Okay, so I, I want us all to recognize that what God does, it is beautiful. It's honorable. It's glorious. And, the, and all the other mess that we see, that's our fault. That's people making choices that are against God. But God does beautiful and glorious things. Okay, we have just a few more minutes. So let's see if we can hit a couple more of these real quick. Okay, verse four. I at least want to hit this part and then we might wrap up. So verse four, it says, He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Okay, so God, it says, has made his wonderful works to be remembered. And we've already kind of talked about how God's works are wonderful. But we also see here that his works are to be remembered, which I thought that's a really interesting thing that it it says. So if you want to do a, a good Bible study, you should do a study on remembering or remember throughout the Bible. It's a good study. But here's the thing. I I confess that I am bad about forgetting things that God has done. Like, I just forget. Uh, I know that he's done all kinds of incredible things in my life. He does it all the time. But if you were to ask me in the moment, a lot of times those things slip my mind. I'm just bad about forgetting. And so... Uh, What I need to do and what I encourage you guys to do is to find a way to remember God's works in your life. You know, how can you remember what he's done? And there are two practical things that that I thought of as I was looking into this. Two practical ways that you can maybe help remember God's works. So one is recording what he does, which would be like journaling, right? Journaling is a great way to remember the works of God. Another way is talking about it with people. Okay, so recording what he does or journaling and then talking about it with other people. Those are two practical ways that we can remember God's works. Now Psalm 150 verse 2, it says, Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. It says, talk ye Of all his wondrous works. Thanks, Philip. I know you guys are a little distracted because there's a bunch of people out there. Just a few more minutes and we'll be done, okay? They're early. It's not us. We're not late. (laughs) Yeah, Jeff went too (laughs) short. But Psalm 105.2, again, it says, Talk ye of all his wondrous works. You know, things that you talk about and things that you write down are things that you remember. You know that? It's like when you study, if you're in school, how do you guys go about studying if you have a test coming up? Don't. You don't? <laughs> well, <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> that too. But if you do study, how might you do that? Notes, notes, right? just... You keep. You go over it, you take notes. Yeah, something I do, I, I write things down, but I'll also, sometimes I'll also just talk through the content with TIFF. Like, I'll just talk about it, like... Oh, I'm learning about such and such, and here's what that does, and here's how it works. I talk about it with her, because those things that you write down and the things that you talk about, you'll remember them, and so that's what we need to do with the Lord and with His work in our life, and this is the last point I'm going to make. You might think, okay, I can do that. I can talk about it. I can write it down, um, but maybe you're thinking, what things should I remember? You know, uh, Well, one thing... In particular, that you can remember on a daily basis if you don't remember any other works of God. If you're saved, if you're born again, you can remember that. Now, that's something we should remember every day, that God saved us and delivered us from sin and gave us new life. And if you do that biblical study on remember, it's pretty interesting. If you do that, you'll see many instances where God is telling the children of Israel To remember how you used to be in Egypt. He tells him that quite a bit. He says, remember how you were in Egypt, but then I delivered you from there. He says that a lot. He's saying, remember that. Okay, don't forget. Remember, you were in Egypt, and I delivered you from there. And that's a picture. You know, Egypt is a picture of the world and of sin. And God is telling his people, remember how I delivered you from that. And that's what he says to us also. He says, hey, Christian, if you are saved... Remember, remember, you were lost. You know, he might say to Philip, remember, you know, how you were living there in the middle of nowhere. Your life sucked because you just smoked and drank all the time. And it was ultimately pointless and probably pretty miserable. And he says, hey, remember, I delivered you from that. Remember. And so that's one thing. If we don't remember anything else, let's at least remember on a daily basis, that God saved us, if you are saved, okay? And if you're not, you know, if you're like Philip was at that point in his life where you're saying, man, I'm just not sure. Like, maybe you've even prayed a prayer before, but you're saying, I'm not even sure if I am saved. That's something that we can talk to you about this morning, and we would enjoy doing that with you if you're not sure that you're saved. Okay, so we'll wrap up there. There's more there. Um, in Psalm 111 there's more that you can look at yourself looking at the works of God I thought was pretty awesome and so there's a few more things there in Psalm 111 Um, but I'm going to